Okay, so we are on. Yeah, halavai. Okay, so we are on Tess Zayin Amud Beis. This year should be a refuah shleima for the Moshev and Chava, and for Ilan Nishama Chayes that Tila Basu Rio Pinchas Pinchai Ben Reizan Tzivisun Basu Rio. Okay, and for Tila and refuah shleima for the Chayim Basrachal. Okay, so today's daf we are on Tess Zayin Amud Beis sixteen B, and we are right in middle of the. Uh, middle wide lines. Tonarabanan, third word on the line. So we are in Karanavas, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we are on. Uh, so we're there on the Gemara. So the Gemara starts off by saying. Make sure it's okay. Tonarabanan. Ain Karan Avos Elalishlosha. If you remember last week, we, just, we did the Mishnah. We started talking about uh, Gamliel and his, uh, and his uh, Evet, Tabi. And so now we're going to, get, we're going to have a roundabout. Uh, the next few lines are going to be discussing that. But first, we have a little bit of a small tangent. And it discusses as follows. We only call the Avos only the three. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We never refer to our forefathers, uh, the Avos, other than these three people. And similarly, in Korani Mahos, Elala Arba. We only refer to the, to the matriarchs of the uh, Jewish religion to referring to Sar, Rivka, Rachav, Leah. The Gemara says, Avos, Maitaima. What is the reason that, that the word, that the term Avos was only designated to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov and not to the 12 Shvatim? They were also on a, on a very high level. So, Ile, if you're going to tell me the reason why we make that distinction, and we only call the Avos Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and we do not refer to the 12 Shvatim, the 12 sons of Yosef, uh, sorry, of uh, Yaakov. As Avos, how could I call them my father if I don't know which one I'm coming from? We all know that we came from Avram. He only had one child that we would have descended from. That was Yitzchak. Then we obviously all came from Yaakov. But once after Yaakov, it gets hairy because there are 12 different possibilities who our forefather was. So if you're going to tell me the reason why we don't call, everyone doesn't say our father's Yosef, our father's Ruvain, is because we don't know if, in fact, we descended from that lineage. We know he came from the, from the Zayda, from the Alta Zaydi, from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But after that, the family tree divides into 12 different possibilities. So if you can tell me that's the reason why we don't refer to any of them, that can't be. Because if that's the case, it can't be, that's the reason. Because the same holds true by the mothers. We don't know which mother we came from. We don't know if we came from Rachel, Rachel Leah. We don't know if we came truthfully from Bill and Zilpah. We don't know which Shvatim we came from, right? Bill and, and Zilpah each had, each had two of the Shvatims for a total of four. So it can't be that because we can't um, trace the lineage exactly to one of the others. Because if that was the case, the same should apply to the Imos. And since we can't apply, trace them back to the Imos, and yet we still call them Imos, it must be a different reason. So rather, Gemara says, Ella, the reason why we have this special distinction of Avos to Avram and Yaakov is Ad Hachi Chashivi, Tvelo Chashivi. You know, they were much more important. They were on a much, much higher Madriga, even in the Shvatim. Obviously, the Shvatim were on a very, very high spiritual level, but there was still a drop-off after, after Yaakov. And for that reason, we don't go ahead and refer to anyone past that stage as, as Avos or Himals. Clearly, um, we know that the Ben Yoyada says, obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest. So if we're talking about Chashev, then why isn't Moshe considered one of the Avos? So the answer is very simply, it's too complicated. There's too many generations in between. You can't call Avos and Avos and all the people in between, not the Avos. So just for practical purposes, we can't call them all Avos. But I, lest you think that Moshe was not as Chashev as the Avos, that would be a, that would be a mistake. Now, it's interesting, the Ie Hayam, we've quoted him before, says, 
What's important about the three Avos is that we have a concept called Maisa Avos Siman Labanim. We know that really whatever happened to the Avos Avnitz and Yaakov happened, it was, a, it was a foreshadowing of what would happen to their generations much later on. That stopped, that special unique occurrence that would happen to them would be a foreshadowing of what would happen to us stopped after Avram. Yitzchak and Yaakov. And it's interesting, by the way, this concept of Maisa Avos Siman Labanim, whatever happens uh, to the Avos, was a foretelling, a foreshadowing of what would happen to us, comes from the following Pasuk. It says, in Bracious Perak Yudbeis, Vayavr Aretz Bar, Avram Baaretz, Avram passed through the land, Ad Makom Shechem, until the place of Shechem. And Rashi says, why did he stop at Shechem, Rashi says? He says, Ad Makom Shechem, he stopped there because he knew eventually Avram stopped it. That his that his that his grandchildren, great grandchildren, right, the children of Yaakov, Shimon and Levi, would be fighting with the people of Shechem, and he davened on their behalf. Listen to the what the Ramban says there. Ramban, this is a critically important Ramban on that pasuk in Bereshis Parakid Beis. It says Omer Klal. He says I'm going to tell you a very important Tavino. So he says, listen to the following rule. Says the Ramban. I'm going to teach you something here, it says. What, what you're about to hear, all these stories, why do we have, and we get to it in a minute, Aaron Cutler says something beautiful. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Why does the Torah tell us, there's so few mitzvos in, in Sefer Bracious, and yet there's so many stories after stories after stories. We're going to see some stories are repeated. Why? He says, the Ramban says, I'm going to teach you a very important rule. He says, Tavino, so he says, understand the following. Whatever happened to the Avos, why does the Torah record it? So that we will know what will happen to us. And it says, that's why it goes into Arichos about all the travels and Yitzchak building the, the wells and undigging the wells and renaming the wells. It goes on. You think they're irrelevant. They're just a nice story. They're too embellished, they're flowery. No, they're critically important. Abraham to Allah, you think it just happened by chance? It comes to teach us into the future. It allows us to be clairvoyant. When something happened to one of our forefathers, the pun, meaning our three fathers, you will understand what will happen when it comes to our children. And he continues, the Rebbeinu B'chai gives an amazing example. He says, when it came to Eliezer, when Eliezer was going to find a, a Bashert for Rivka, he made a whole um, story, and who's going to come first? It's going to be the one who's not only going to give my camels, sorry, not only going to give me to drink, but it's also going to offer my camels. <laughs> says the Rebbeinu B'chai, he says as follows, he says, Again, on the same thing, it's a similar bonim. And he goes on to give examples. He says, just like Eliezer had a malach with him, we know the malach of Avram was guiding him to make sure it happened. So too, when Hashem gave us the, the greatest gift, we were going to have a, through the, before that, we get to the desert, we had a malach. Just like he gave her, Avram gave gifts through, uh, through his Evan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah through his Evan Moshe. What did, what did he give him? He gave, he gave, the, uh, he gave um, Rivka, he says, Nezem Zav, a nose ring, Beka Mishkalo, that was worth one Beka, Ushneit Smidim, and two bracelets on her hand, Asara Zav Mishkalo, that was worth ten. And he goes on to say that the Beka was for the, what, where do we know Beka Lagol Goles? We gave the Chatzishak, all right, for the Mishkan, 
What was the two, the two tzmidim, the, the luchos worth 10 mishka, was the seres adibros, just like the waters rose for him, the waters rose for us in the desert, and just like he gave her in the desert, uh, in, by the well, and in the house, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us matanos in the midbar, and just as we were on the precipice for entering with Yisrael, everything is a, everything is uh, parallel. Whatever happened to, to, to Avram's Evan, uh, Eliezer, and to Rivka, happened to us on a grander scale through our Evan Moshe. And just like he had a Malach, he had the Avram Malach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Malachi, he refers to his own Malach that's going to guide us. So he goes on to show that everything was, that everything that happened to them really happened to, to us as well on, on, a, on a grander scale. I just want to do the next two lines and then we'll come back to this because the Gemara continues and talks about Avadim now because this is what brought us to, to the Avadim. By the way, very just uh, parenthetically, there's a Mishnah that we're all familiar with. It says in Perkei Avos, Perkei Alecha, in uh, Mishnah Yutes, it's called Mishi Yesh Biyadah Shloshet Anyone who has the following three Midos, the following three characteristic traits, we know that they are Talmid of Shal Avram Avinu, and that is an Ayin Tova, someone who's happy with his lot in life. He's Samech Bechelko, he has an Ayin Tova, he's happy. Someone who has a Ruach Nemucha, who is an Anav, he's modest and humble. And the third one is a Nefesh Fala, someone who, who steers clear of all the Taivos, all the, the, the desires of this world. He is the Talmid of Avram Avinu. And the Sfas Emes says, he says, anyone who has these three traits, you can say it's because of Avram. Because uh, Simon, uh, whatever Avram had, he gave it over. And he says, says the Svas Emes, whoever is able to achieve these three qualities, he must know, recognize, and appreciate. Because the only reason he was able to, is able to go ahead and have these midos tovas, that he's able to go ahead and uh, he was instilled with these and is able to go ahead and put them on display on a daily basis is because Avram worked on these called Midos the Doros. And therefore, we should recognize and, and be aware of the same concept that everything that happened to the others happened for a reason to be a foreshadowing for us. And Avram worked on these on Midos so that he can give them over to us at a later stage. The Gemara continues now and it says as follows. It says, Tanya Idach. Another Bryce says as follows. Avadim Ushvachos. When it comes to an Eved, a male servant or a female servant, obviously we're talking about an Eved Kanani, because that was the Tavi, Rabbi Gamliel's, that was the whole question, how do you sit Shiva on him? He wasn't Jewish, he said, no, he was, he was kosher. Then we asked, but he wasn't even one of Zion Krovim. So we came onto this whole thing, if you love someone, Hichim Torah, and you're Megadalem, it could be like they're your child. Kilo Yolado. We went on to the whole discussion last week about Kilo doesn't really mean... Uh, Literally, like the Taz, is it more figurative, like the Drisha? And anyway, this is the connection now. So, Avadim Shvachos ain't Karnosam Abba Ploni Vima Plonis. We never refer to an Evid or a Shifcha, a male or a female Evid Kanani, as Abba Ploni. Like, we used to say someone, your father so and so, Mrs. So, mother so and so. Just like today, we say Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Cohen, Mrs. Cohen. They used to say Father Cohen, Miss, uh, Mother Cohen. But when it comes to an Evid, you never give them that title. Why? Because then people are going to get confused and they're going to think that they're really father, that they're Jewish. And then their children, they're going to say that their children are Jewish and it's going to cause problems. So to go ahead and to avoid any confusion and God forbid any yichos problems, people shouldn't think that they're Jewish when they're not and lead to intermarriage. So then we don't, we refrain from this, uh, from, from calling them this title. However, the Gemara says, Shal Rabbi Gamliel, Hayukarunosam, Abba Ploni, Plonis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But when it comes to Rabbi Gamliel, they did use these acronyms. They did use these names. Why is that? Gemara says, Yeah, it's true. You're right. 
but because they were so chashuv, everyone knew the, the Avadim of Ramah Gamliel, that they're chashuvim, that they, they deserve the title. But no one would think that they were Jewish. In other words, they knew that normally we never refer to someone in that. But in that case, since they had such renown, they were known. Tavi was a, a kosher. And since everyone knew that he was, he was Rav Gamliel's um, Evid, they were so special. That's why they earned that title. But everyone knew that they weren't uh, Jewish. But in general, in general, we should never give that, uh, that title to someone who was an Evid or a Shifcha. So I wanted to tie something in to the Avos, to the first two lines, and to the last piece, the, the, the Evid. So I found a, a, a nice piece. So we're all familiar with the, um, with the whole story of Eliezer when he went ahead and he t- made this whole story, this Tanai, whoever comes, and we know the, what he was looking for. And yet, when he comes to the little house of Besuel and Lavan, he repeats the whole story. 67 psukim of real estate are taken up by the story. And Rashi says the famous, famous thing and we, that he says that what? He says that he went ahead and repeated, The sicha, the conversation of the slaves of the Avos were more important than the Torah of their children. Meaning the Torah gave so much real estate to tell us not only what happened once his story, what, what his plan was, but it reiterates 67 psukim. And we have many, many instances through Shas where we learn a halacha from a, a, a remez or a soda we have to infer. For example, we discussed chatzishir. Chatzishir, we said you're not allowed to go ahead and have even half a share. It's machlokas of Yochum Lakish. I'm not allowed to eat a, chom, a kezais of chametz. What about a kolshu? Can I eat a chatzishir? So the Gemara learns out kol chalev. When it says you're not allowed to eat chalev, you're not allowed to eat certain fats of the animal, it says kol chalev. Kol chalev comes to include chatzishir. So we, a huge halacha, the Torah doesn't even give us an extra word. We have to learn it out from an inference. And yet, when it comes to the story of, of Eliezer, it takes 67 psukim. So obviously, what's the answer for that? How can we explain how the Torah went ahead, to, where to choose to go be very lengthy, and then where to go ahead and be very, very concise? When you make an announcement, you have to be lengthy. Uh, I'm not so sure. You'll tell me after this answer if that works for you. If not, you're going to have to find a different uh, justification. So now, Rev. Aaron Cutler suggests, he says, for example, this story, he says, there is so much to learn from this story with Eliezer. He says, when it comes to halacha, the Torah can be concise. When it comes to teaching good character, when it comes to teaching model behavior, that's not a time to be cheap with, with real estate. The Torah can never advise us every possible scenario how to behave, right? <laughs> The reason why, right, for example, we know that it's a bet, is it better to give $100 one time tzedakah or $1 a day for 100, for 100 days in a row? We know it's much better to give $1 a day because that basically trains you. You have muscle memory. The more we see, if a Torah would just say, be a good Jew, doesn't really tell us anything. If it stresses to us and repeats, and we learn so many different halachos in longhand, we see where it's, where it's very lengthy, it's much more likely to have an impact. He says... We know when we say moda'at, we know we wake up, we say moda'ani. We know we wash negavasa, you're supposed to use a certain amount of water, three times alternating, put on sitzes, we know how to do all that. But we don't necessarily know how to, if we see a friend who we've wronged, who's wronged us, and we see them in the street, we don't necessarily know how to act. The Torah doesn't say how to act. Hopefully what we can glean from all these stories where they're given to us in length, we can hopefully see 
how the, the others uh, reacted and they would behave, that's how we should go ahead and take that into account. For example, he says that, listen to the amount of things that, that you can learn from the story of Eliezer. He says, one, the bitachon that Eliezer had in the unwavering amuna that he had in Kodesh that he would find the Basharit. Okay? One, amuna. Number two, we all know that Eliezer really wanted his own daughter. Right? We know that, right? He wanted his own daughter for Avram. And yet he didn't, for Yitzchak, right, for his own son, he didn't, he didn't, right, he wanted his own daughter for Yitzchak, he didn't diminish one thing that he promised Avram. So he was, he was MS, right? He was, he was very true to, to his word. Number three, we see the kindness, that we're supposed to look at the kindness as a midah and a bashert. Number four, he goes on and gives uh, the tzniyos, when, when, when Rivka dismounted from the camel. There's so many things that the Torah doesn't necessarily tell us, this is what you have to do, but we can learn from seeing from the story, and that's why it's repeated. In Perkei Avos, we know, Yeshua ben Prachia says, Aseh find yourself a Rebbe. Find yourself a Rebbe, not only to teach you Torah, but for Adracha, to learn how to behave. Sometimes spending time, you know, when, when I was in YU, it was always a treat, you drive Rav Shachter, or I don't even go them, to the airport. You get to spend 45 minutes with them, or a half hour, hopefully you get stuck in traffic, they don't miss their plane, but you get stuck in traffic, and you get more time with them, you see how they talk, you ask them questions. It's not just always about Halacha, it's about Hadracha. The Gemara even says, we saw this in Davav, Gadol Shimusha Shal Rebbe, Yoter Mitalmudo. It's more important to be Mishamish Rebbe sometimes, to see what they have, how they behave in certain situations, and so you can learn from their behavior, not just from their, from their Torah. That's exactly what Rav Aaron Kotler is saying here. That's why we have all these stories from, from, the, uh, from the Avos. The Ramban asks, this is a great question. The Ramban says as follows. The Pasuk says in Devarim, it says, Vasisa hayasher vatov. It says, do just and do good. Okay, be'ini Hashem, in the eyes of Hashem. Obvious question is, what do you mean do good? We have 613 mitzvahs. So of course, what's the point of this? What is this Pasuk adding? We have 630 mitzvahs. We have a blueprint on how to live life. Vasita, Tova, Yasher, what is this adding? The Ramban says that's exactly what it's adding because the Torah cannot give you every possible scenario how to act in this business relationship, what to do with that familial relationship, how to be act in the community. There is no way. You know what? Asita, Tova, Yasher. If you're not sure, look at your Rebbe, see what the Tova and Yasher is. The Torah cannot give every permutation for every possible scenario for every different personality throughout every stage of their life. It's just not possible. See, we have the 613 mitzvahs, and obviously we have to, that's our blueprint, how to be successful in life. But you want to know how to behave? You have to look at your Rebbe. You want to know where they learned? Look at the Avos. All the stories are gracious. They call this the fifth book of, of, um, of Shulchan Aruch. There's no fifth book of Shulchan Aruch, but Sefer Bracious is the fifth. You look at your Rebbe, you look how the Avos behaved. There's a fascinating story. There's amazing, so many stories in Gedolim. One story I came across recently, of Shlomo Zalman Orbach, Zechot always made it a very important uh, uh, priority of his to always attend the chasna, the wedding of Yisomim, of orphans. And it happened that he once he was invited to a wedding in Tel Aviv, which is obviously an hour away from Yerushalayim, where he was learning, where he had his yeshiva, and uh, both the chosan and the kala were both yisomim. Both the, the bride and the groom were both, were both orphans. And he went to the wedding, and he stayed that night in Tel Aviv. He slept that night in Tel Aviv, as opposed to going back to Yerushalayim, so he could be at his yeshiva the next morning. Years later, this is recorded in one of the, sto- one of the stories about him, uh, one of the books about him, his greatness. Years later, 
he saw one of the, the, the rabbis that was with him at the chasen. He goes, I want you to know, everyone is perplexed why he stayed and he returned to Shiva the next morning. He goes, I want you to know what happened a few years back, why I didn't come. He says, normally, when a bride or a groom the next morning opens their gifts, they run to their parents. That reflexively, instinctively, they're just going to go share their simcha with their parents. I wanted to fill the void for those children, for those yasom and yasoma, for the chasnakala, who neither one had parents, I wanted to fill that void so they would be, have someone to share that simcha with. That, you don't see that in the Torah. I say the charav. You have to go, you have to go ahead and look at a Rebbe and, and, and stick to him and see how he behaves in order to learn how to behave in, in the situation. So hopefully that's a very important point and we can, um, we can take this with us uh, hopefully every day in, in, as far as our behavior. Next, also, there's one other point about the, uh, I just wanted to bring something really beautiful because I found something else about the Avos, my Avos, Sim Labanim, as a Thai star Gemara. By, by the Avos, by Avram, by the Akedah, we know it says, Atishlach Yotcha Elanar, when Akadosh Baruch Hu intercedes, the Malach intercedes on Yitzchak's behalf, Avram lifts up the knife, is about to shecht, he's about to do mitzvah of Hashem, he says, Atishlach Yotcha Elanar, don't send your hand forth, meaning don't don't uh, come down with the sword. And not just that, not only don't shakht him, but ataslom uma. Don't do anything to him. Don't touch him. Why the double lashon? Atishlach yotcha lanar means don't shakht him. Done. Ataslom uma. But don't, and also don't do anything to him. Many, many answers are given. I saw Rav Druk gave a beautiful answer that one is such a high madrega that this was like the, the for Avram, this was his harsinai. This was his encounter with Akash Baruch Hu, the greatest Nisayon, when you're in such a high, you can't all of a sudden just tell someone to stop. So you have to do a little thing to Hashem. Okay, and there's a lot of proofs for that. So many, many different answers. The, uh, the Chassam Sofer is a beautiful answer. The Chassam Sofer says that once, uh, Av- we know that Yitzhak was never able to leave Eretz, so he couldn't go down to Mitzrayim. Why? Because he was considered an Ola. He was an Ola Tamima. He was considered uh, sanctified because he was going to be a carbon for Hashem, and he wasn't able to leave Eretz Yisrael. So Yitzhak was never able to leave Eretz Yisrael. So after he was already Mukdash, we have to do Pidyon. If something is Kadosh, what do we do to a Bechor? We redeem them. What do we do to a carbon that we no longer, we want to, no longer want to bring? We want to switch it. We have to be posed. We have to redeem it. So the only way to redeem it is to put a mum in it. And the only way to, to redeem a carbon is to put a little blemish. So that's why the Chassam Sofer says he, was, he wanted to still put a little blemish in there. That's why he says, not only don't shechem, don't kill him, but there was a second Nisayon for Avram. It was a second test for Avram that you can't even redeem him. He's always going to be mine. So he says, don't shechem and don't even put a little blemish. Don't even draw a little bit of blood because he's always mine. He's, you can't be po him. And that's why it says, twice it says. He says, uh, the Chassam Sofer says he had two Nisayonos in, in that one. Uh, okay, there were two Nisayonos. There were two tests for Avram. But the answer I want to give is I heard something beautiful. We know, we saw on, uh, earlier, we said, Never lose uh, um, hope, hope in, and when HaKadosh Baruch is in your corner, even if the sword is right by your neck. Avram, since Simon since Avram knew whatever happens to him is going to be a foreshadowing and be a, a future predictor of what's going to happen to his children, he wanted to show, he still wanted to draw a little blood, that even if it's not but even if you already look, it's not just that you're facing danger, but danger already started. You already have a little bit of bleeding, you have a little bit of, an, uh, of a bleed, you have a little bit of an injury, still Atisyash, Atzmam and Arachamim. Avram wanted to take that one step further, not 
just even if you're facing a crazy dangerous situation you're in a very very precarious situation the, the neck is on the sword is on your neck even if it's in your neck even if it started to make the incision that's what Avram wanted to show by with mice of us in the bottom that no matter what the the uh, unfavorable circumstances are for us, no matter how deep you are involved in that, Altisyash, Atzmo, Min, Harachamim. Okay, let's go on in the Gemara. Yeah, sure. So there's so many... Uh, and many of them actually involve a malach in some Correct. So, but we don't have sort of a tradition that talks a lot about our own personal malach. I was wondering if you would comment on that. We comment all the time on yeah, so that's so above my pay grade and my malachim. It's not, it's hard for us to understand, but they say every time we do a mitzvah, we create another malach for us in Shemaim. What it actually means tangibly, very hard. No one can tell you for sure, but there are Gemara's that say every time you do a mitzvah, you create another malach that, you know, um, uh, we all believe when we have a shkacha pratis, like Rosh Baruch who's watching us, he's a bari amani. Not only did he create the world, but he's also plays an active part. Is it through him and through shalichim and through malachim? You're right. I, it, it's uh, we only know about the malachim there because the Torah records it. That's not to say there aren't malachim working for us on our behalf today. It's just no one's recording it. No one only with ruach hakodesh. Was the Kodesh Baruch able to tell us the three Malachim came to Avram? We wouldn't have known otherwise because it's outside, right? We, we don't know what Malach Gavriel and Malach Michal, we, we don't know. It's hard for us to go ahead because we don't have someone with Ruach Kodesh writing these things today. Yeah, some yeah, but there's certainly still miracles, but there's yeah, there's certainly. So malachim is still, still part of nature. I don't know if malachim part of nature necessarily. Hakadosh um, Baruch works with nature, but he's in the malam in teva. So certain some nisim, the nisim uh, gluyim uh, are usually less teva. Nisim nistarim are usually alte teva. That's why they're hidden from us. We don't necessarily the fact that the sun rises every morning we take for granted, right? The fact that we're, if we were closer we would burn. If we were too far we'd freeze. That we're a perfect distance from the sun. We take this for granted already, but everything that occurred, what we consider Ayyde Teva is itself an, a miracle. Right, we say in Modem, I yeah, I mean, so everything we do, the fact that plants give off carbon dioxide, uh, need carbon dioxide, and we give off carbon dioxide. You can live with a plant in a room. You need oxygen, they give off oxygen. We give off carbon dioxide, they take our carbon dioxide. We just take it as nature, Mother Nature. Who's Mother Nature? Kaddish Baruch So we take everything for granted. But what we consider nature is really, uh, okay, Viter. So the Gemara continues. So, the Gemara says as follows, What does it mean that I will bless you in my life and, and, and with your name and I will lift my hands? This is referring to Kriyashma. The second part of the passage is And if someone goes ahead and says, 
As with fat and abundance, will my soul be satiated? Okay, not only that, when you say Shema and you say regularly, you are Zoha, you acquire two Olamos, two worlds. This world and the Olam Emes. With joyous language, with my mouth, my, will my mouth give praise? Okay, Gemara's now is going to go on to a whole slew of different philos that were added after the individual Shimon Esrei by these Tanam and Amorim, and we're going to go through each one. Rabbi Lezer, Basar, the Messiah, Slose, Amorachi. Rabbi Lezer, after he finished Shimon Esrei, would give his own personal tefillah, and he would say as follows. He wrote them, L'fanach Shalokeinu, may it be the will before you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shatashkin Bebreinu, that you will cause to dwell in our lot. Ava, V'achva, V'shalom V'reos, Right, you'll cause um, so love and friendship and peace and companionship. Expand our boundaries and our borders with students. And you'll cause our end to, to, to prosper with a future and hope. And put our place, let our lot be with you in Gan Eden. Establish for us with good friends and a good Yetzirah in your world. And then he says, "Vinashkim vinimsa yichol will let us get up early in the morning and find hope. Levavel liyir shmecha to go ahead and to fear you. Vitovo lefanecha koras nafshin l'tova, and our needs and the fulfillment should come before you." Okay, so this was his tefillah that he gave. We're going to see a few ones that we're familiar with that we actually now implement in our daily tefillah, and we're going to see Rav Zilberstein discusses whether we should be doing that today as well. Rabbi Yochanan Basar the Messiah Slos. Rabbi Yochanan, after he finished the Shmon he would say as follows. He would say, Amar Hachi, Yiratzim l'fanecha Hashem elokeinu, may it be the will before Yerkosh Baruch Hashem tatsis bivashtenu, that you should look upon our shame, v'tabit b'ra'asenu, and you should look at our uh, our, our tough, our, our unfavorable plight that we face ourselves, that we face, v'tislabesh b'rachamecha, and cloak us, um, and cloak yourself, sorry, in, in a cloak, in a, in, a, in a coat of rachmim. So you should have rachmim on us, mercy on us. Vitiskasa buzecha, and, and, and cover yourself in strength. Vitisatef, and wrap yourself bechasidusecha. Vitisazer bechanusecha, and go ahead and, and gird yourself with, uh, with, uh, graciousness. and you should go ahead and come to us with tov, with goodness, and humility. Okay. Rabbi Zeira busted misayim slosim rachim. Rabbi Zeira, after he finished Davish Manasseh, he rustled fanecha, shalom nechata, that we should not go ahead and do our various levels, and we should not become ashamed or embarrassed. And we should not be ashamed before our fathers. That your Torah should be our umna. We should be that should be our work. That should be our labor. We should not be pained. Our hearts should not be pained. And our eyes should not become dim. Yeah, should not become dim. Rav Basar, okay, this one you guys should be familiar with. Rav Basar, slow say, Amarachi. Rav, after Rav would say, after he went ahead and davened, he would say, Give us a long life. Chaim shel shalom, Chaim shel tova. If you guys, have, anyone wants to start singing this, they can. This is, oh, good. This is what we say before, is Shabbos Mevarchim, Shabbos was Chodesh. Chaim shel bracha, Chaim shel parnasa. Chaim shel chilutz atzamos. It should be a life of, filled with health, physical health. Chilutz atzamos is physical health, physical strength. Chaim sheish from Yerash Shemayim. Sorry, Yerash Chet. A life that has Yerash Chet. Chaim she'ein ba'emushach limach. Should not have any shame, embarrassment, 
Okay, Chaim shall Osher recover. should have riches and honor. Chaim shetin bano avas Torah yashemayim. We should have a love for Torah and a love of Shemaim. Chaim shetimali lano as komashal sliben tova. And it's interesting. It says here. Um, why does it say sliben tova? Why couldn't it just be shetimali lano as komashal sliben? Why does that say latova at the very end? Because should, sometimes our mishalenu not. Excellent. Well, not for the good. Good, well, exactly. Well, sometimes when we ask things, we may think it's for our best, but it's really not. Akash Baruch knows. Interesting, by the way, we ask for Yer HaShemayim twice. Why do we ask for Yer HaShemayim twice? It says, Chaim Shel Baruch, Chaim Shel Parnasa, Chaim Shel Chilat Sasamos, Chaim Sheshbam Yer HaShet, and then we say, Chaim Shel Shekovo, and Chaim Shel Debron HaVastov, Yer HaShemayim. Why do we say Yer twice? Because after we go ahead and we stick in a second time, we should have Osher and Kavod, then, uh, you know, we definitely need, if you're going to ask for Osher and Kavod a second time, you got to ask for, uh, for Yerashchit a second time. Interesting, by the way. Let me do this next one. We'll, we'll, we'll finish off with a nice piece. So, Rav Basot Slosi Amar Hachi. So, after Rebbe finished, Rebbe would say the following. Save me from any brazen chutzpidic individuals. And from, um, from circumstances that are chutzpidic uh, circumstances. We'll see what it means in a second. And from Meodamra, we say this also in the mornings, right? Meodamra, Umi Pegara, from evil uh, occurrences. Mi Yetzara, obviously from the Yetzara, from Mechavara, from a bad friend, the Shachinra, a bad neighbor, Mi Satanamashkis, some kind of spiritual, destructive uh, impediment. Umi Din Koshen, from a Baldin Koshen, from a tough verdict. Umi Baldin Koshen, from a very, very aggressive uh, litigant. Ben Shuben Bris, whether he is a member of the tribe, in this case it means whether he is mal, whether he is circumcised or not circumcised, or Bess Enoba Bris, or even if he doesn't have a Bris. Viafagav, the Kaimi Katsutse led the Rebbe. And even though Rebbe was given 24 7, you know, you have secret service today. Antoninus, who was the emperor then, Antoninus was very, very close, the Roman emperor, with Rebbe. Antoninus put a security detail on Rebbe 24 7, the Gemara tells us. And still, Rebbe either realized that he still needs a Kaddish Baruch Hu, one shot, or two, is that at some point, Antoninus may go ahead and have to cut costs and have to remove the security details, so he still needed, uh, he still needed special uh, tefillos that a Kaddish Baruch Hu should protect him. So it's interesting. What does Azuz Pani mean? What is, when it says he should save me from, when, when this is Rebbe, Yehuda Anasi talking about, and it says, save me from uh, Azuz Panim, save me from, from, um, Chutzpedek situation. So the Gemara really recounts elsewhere that Yehuda Hanasi was accused of not being the father of his children. Wow. People said that his Yehuda Hanasi, the God of Ador, they were choshesh that his wife was mizana, that his wife was promiscuous, and that his children were not really his children. Of Yehuda Hanasi. Happens to be, by the way, happens to be, that this is not just unique to Yehuda Nasi. The Gemara in Mord Katan says in Dafyud Ches, it says, Tashma, listen to the following Pasuk, about Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, Vayikanu lemoshe v'machane la'aron kadosh Hashem. They became jealous of Moshe and the machane for Aaron and kadosh Hashem. The Gemara Megillah tells us that all the husbands in B'nai Yisrael were makana from the famous kina of Sota. They warned their wives, do not put yourself in a situation where you're in Yichud, behind closed doors with Moshe Rabbeinu. The Yidin were so concerned that Moshe was being mazana with their wives, says the Gemara Moed Katan, that they were Mekana, not jealousy. Kina, we also know Kine Sishto. When you're Hoshesh, you suspect your wife of being mazana, you have to warn her. 
So when it says here, the Gemara says when they they weren't jealous, they warned their their spouses not to be oh, go ahead and do that with Moshe. They were actually choshesh and Moshe. And lastly, the pasuk by in the last 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 pasuk in Megillas Esther, Perak Yud, pasuk Gimel. It's the last pasuk. It says that Mordechai was Ratsui Lerov Echav. Thank you, Elliot. To the majority of the people liked him, right? You ever wonder why it says the majority? He just saved the day. Mordechai and Esther were the heroes, bar none. They, if, t- if you took a poll, right out, a pew poll, they'd have 100% of the vote. No, they'd only have 92% of the vote. What? Oh, right. You need two Jews, you need three opinions, three shuls, right? 92%, they didn't get 100%. Why? Ratzi Lerovechov, you know what the Gemara says? Nothing more. Ibn Ezra? Because they were Chosheshim for the same thing. They also thought that he was, they were, they were jealous of him, and they were not. Um, the Ibn Ezra actually says, when you have such jealousy, you're not able to feel good for your, your fellow Jew. You, you always have to, t- t- to try to try to downplay him. So you know, knock him off his pedestal. So listen to what the 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 Yalkut Shimoni says about this tefillah that Rav. It says Azus Panim is a is a um, accusation, chutzpatik accusation. The Gemara says it's talking about promiscuity. When when they said this is the Azus. Upon him, when he says you should save me from a shachinra, may Azefan him, may Azuspan him, he was talking about these accusations that my wife was Mazana, that my wife was Prisus. Rabbi Yudan Nasi, Moshe Rabbeinu, Mordechai, these are the Gedolim of the Gedolim. And yet, there are still people who are going to go ahead and make and be mulching them, go ahead and slander and give gossip and try to knock them off. Jealousy. So the Yalka Shimoni says, and listen to what Rabbi Chia says about this tefillah of Rabbi, Sha'azus, may Azuspan him, may Azefan him, may Shachinra. He says as follows. This is Rabbi Chia says in Yalkut Shemoni. I'm Rabbi Chia. Ahani let slosa l'Rebbe to l'lishire mamzera. He needed a miracle to prove that his children were not mamzerim. It was dafka because of this tefillah that Rebbe was eventually vindicated. What? <clears throat> because his tefillah, he was vindicated because he made this tefillah that every day I Baruch Hu, you should save me from azefanim, azusfanim from chutzpedic individuals, that's why he was saved. There's another tefillah we say, we just said the Chaim Shal Aruchim, Chaim Shal Shalom, Chaim Shal Parnosa, that we say, who said that? That was Rav. Rav, we know, was Zohar to Arichas Yamim. It's Machlokas, it's 300 years or 400 years. Rav lived an incredibly long life. And they say the same thing, because he gave a tefillah every day, Chaim Arukim, Chaim, 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 that he went ahead and spoke about life, long life, Every day after Shimon Esther, they went ahead and they put in a special tefillah. So we see the power of tefillahs. So Rav went ahead and lived a long life. He himself, Rebbe, was saved from this ridiculous, this is the God of Lador. By Moshe, there were also ridiculous accusations. But he was only says, says Rav Chia because he had a nace because of this tefillahs. So in 30 seconds, the question is, should we be doing this today? Should we be doing our own tefillahs? So if Zilberstein says in Chashuk Echemen, he says, the Gra wrote in the Sefer Agra, because of a chai adam brings the chai adam. Sharoi lechol adam shachat tefillah shmonesrei. It is appropriate and proper for every person after shmonesrei. This is the gra the Vilna Gaon said according to chai adam. Yispalal tefillah ktsara mashetzarichlo. You should say a short tefillah what you need after shmonesrei. V'yeh belev shalem. It should be wholeheartedly full kavana. Why? 
In order to fulfill the mitzvah of the Bechol of Avchem, that is the Gemara Tainis Tav Beis says, of the Bechol of Avchem is we're supposed to go ahead and worship Hashem with our full heart. What is Bechol of Avchem? What is the Avdo? Heavy Omer Zut Tefillah. It's referring to Tefillah. We hold it to the Raisa. So he says something amazing. He goes on to say that Kitfilah Mitzvah Daraisa, it's our Kavana slave, because Mitzvah is a Mitzvah Daraisa, Tefillah, and you need Kavana. How many of us, how many of us just daven by rote, that we're one, our mind wanders, we're not really thinking what we're saying every day, because we're saying the same thing every day. So he says, you know what you do? In order to fulfill this mitzvah, every day, give a three-sentence tefillah. Give a short tefillah every day, but make it different. Because if you make it different, you'll be concentrating. Today, daven for your parnasa. Tomorrow, al-tzlach Torah. Tomorrow, um, daven for, for, for a shidduch. The third day, daven for, your, uh, for your, your child to have a child. On the fourth day, learn that, that uh, daven should be maslech in your learning. Whatever it is, change it up every day. So at least for that, you have full kavana and you yosi the missile of the b'chol Otherwise... So many of us are slumbering and sleepwalking through davening that we're f- violating or we're missing the opportunity to go ahead and daven, fulfill the mitzvah of the b'chol levavchem. You know what you can do it? Rather than say 19 brachos that you say every day since you were born, give a two, three line tefillah every day. Make it yours. Own it. And you'll fulfill the mitzvah of the b'chol levavchem. Have a wonderful day. He says